Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. It's a new year. It's a new season. The same old dopes here behind the microphones. I'm Mike A-Race with uh, Jacob Myers, our fine crew beat writer. And what's your name again over there? I don't know. Podfather? No, I <laughs> tell you. That's Kyle, Rob- Kyle Robertson, the striker, uh, one of the finest uh, photographers in Ohio, if not podcasters. And at the controls, per usual, is is the podfather, Patrick Flaherty. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, the best crew news um, I saw, um, guys, is that about... Uh, Oh, it was just about two and a half weeks ago that uh, it was announced that uh, Federico Higuain was going to sign a one-day contract um, on April 2nd so he can retire as a member of the Columbus crew, as is right, as is proper. That was, uh, I don't know, I got a little choked up yeah. about that one. That's thats a good move by the team. It's classy. and uh, Will they put him in the ring honor right away? It's well-deserved. So no. they have to change no. the rules before they do that, okay. which well, they change them they all have the, to. Yeah. They, they change them all the time. But it's only a matter of time. But for now, no, that's not planned for April 2nd against Nashville. That's that's a story for another day and um, a different set of rage. Um, so let's just go. <laughs> let's just go over uh, um, uh, just a quick recap, gentlemen, of of of, uh, of where things stood at the end of last season, 2021 season. Um the crew finished um, ninth in the Eastern Conference. Um, they like to say a point out of first place. Um, uh, that point was um, a gigantic point. That's as big a point as I guess it was inflated beyond a belief. But anyway, um, 47 points. Uh, the Revolution won the conference and uh, was um, statistically the best team in uh, a regular season team in MLS history with 73 points and a, and a plus 24 uh, the crew in ninth, um, uh, a dead flat 13, 13, and 8, uh, plus one differential, uh, 47 points in 34 games. Um, they ranked eighth in the Eastern Conference in wins, seventh in uh, goals for 46, seventh in goals against with 45, uh, tenth in differential plus one. They were 10 4 3 at home and 3 9 5 on the road. A struggle. Jacob, I'm sure, is going to seize on that theme at different points in this program and in programs in the future. Um, 27 teams in the league last year. The Cruise League rankings 17th, 15th, 16th, and 16th in the categories I just mentioned. Um, and that uh, uh, gentleman is the very picture of mediocrity. Yeah. And, and you look at their. Uh, the stats that you love, Mike, expected goals, expected goals against, which I think over a full season you can learn from. Um, they were consistently at the bottom of that as well. At, at one point late in the year, over 25 games played or so, they had only had like 0.66, so two-thirds of an assist per game. It was not good, um, but they improved toward the end of the year, and um, as Mike gets a couple of fines for ding, or is that yeah, you? Oh, oh, you're always God, looking yeah. at me for the fines. I give the Mike. fines out. You just keep talking dulcetus. <laughs> Did I get a fine for trying to give the fines out? <laughs> you can find me for trying to say dulcetusly. Yeah. Where where we are to start the year with the crew is they, you know, improve toward the end of the year. You hope they build on that, but certainly you feel like this season has a lot at stake given how disappointing the 2021 season was. We're, we're going to get, well, I guess we can get to that right now. Uh, Caleb Porter, who uh, misses the playoffs every other year, that's his record, uh, missed the playoffs last year. Really, they were out of it uh, by the end of summer. Uh, their chances blown by a, a wicked jag. Um, closed well, made things look better than they probably were. Um, uh, but uh, I think, uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. 
I think that his back's closer to the wall now, if you will, uh, and that um, this is a performance year for him and that uh, his seat could get pretty very hot if, if things don't go well. Yeah, I mean, but I think you also have to take in, into account the injuries that they had, you know, especially oh, uh, through the middle. I mean, what? what? You, you you pay big money for Molino. You you have Artur that basically didn't play at all. Um, you know, you have uh, Aiden who played the one, the one game and got hurt. And so, I mean, I think everything kind of derailed really early off in the season. And I don't think he was able to do, uh, you know, the system and, and, and play like he wanted to. And especially... If, uh, nor, nor nor was he able to adjust. Right, right, and that's my that's my point. Is this year's? I think he has to adjust to what his what he has on his team. And I think that the 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 one major issue or the one major thing I'm going to look at is what he's going to do up front. That's what in in in, in terms of adjusting. Uh, Caleb's already written stories. Go to dispatch.com. You call me Caleb again. Oh, was that on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's almost become on purpose. This I know time. it's like a thing. I like the shield better than Caleb. Caleb Shield. Um, well. <laughs> Uh, Jacob will get to that. Uh, that is your yeah. name, correct? Jacob will, will uh, he's already addressed that, uh, asked and he answered with the coach about how he's going to adjust, particularly on the road. Um, and he's talked to him about style already. Um, Jacob will get into that uh, um, in this program, maybe even in a, in a, in a second here. Um, we should ask him off the top, um, as he has uh, uh, averred in the past, that uh, – they were fully capable of, of winning the supporter shield, um, hence the nickname shield for, for Jacob. So we we pose the question straight off, right off the hop here, Jacob. Pose it. Are they going to win the shield? Yeah. You, oh. you, They're not you, among the let, favorites. Let, do, do you think they will win the shield? I do not think they will win the supporter <laughs> okay, shield. There you go. Maybe there's some reverse psychology yes. working. But yes, the adjustment of style. Um, you know, uh, uh, last year, we should set it up. <clears throat> I guess that's my job. Um, but coming off a championship, they added they added pieces, and uh, this is the, the punditry was was uh, united in saying that they should contend for every trophy that they're uh, competing for. Um, and they they did win one, the uh, one that very well could yeah. become extinct when that league's cup becomes a thing. Yeah, the Campione's Cup, which is I don't know to me, Kyle, it was like, and this is. This goes back a little too far for you, Jacob, but that was kind of like you're watching ABC's Wide World of Sports, and they go from like <laughs> elephant racing in in uh, in Africa, uh, the Campioni's Cup in Columbus, and you go, oh, I've never seen this before, and uh, and then they win it, and then they they move on to to I don't know log uh, rolling, yeah. yeah, yeah, log rolling in in, uh, in in Minnesota or something. Actually, not much log rolling. In four, minus fourteen wind chill. Right, okay. right. <laughs> Um, this year, um, you know, there's the way that the lineup lineup's been reconstructed, and, and we're going to get into that in this program. Who's in and who's out? That's coming right up. Um, but this year, I, I think the the general consensus is that it's a solid lineup, um, and the question is whether they can stay healthy, as Kyle mentioned, and also as Kyle mentioned. Um, whether they can score, in other words, will their best players be their best players? Um, and and so no one is expecting them to. They're not going to sneak up on anyone, but nor does anyone expect for them to dominate anything. Fair enough. Uh, we'll start with you, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely fair. The 
main narrative, and you and I both, Mike, have talked to Bezpachenko about this. The main narrative this offseason was how quiet things were. I mean, when you see Toronto oh, he adding... Bristles. A, he bristles when you say that. Yeah, when you see Toronto <laughs> adding Italian national team winger, um, and then, you know, recently Chicago Fire adding Shakiri. There, there are a lot of big-name moves this year in, the, uh, in MLS. In the crew, it took a while before really any rumors kind of percolated. But if you look at the end of the year when I'm sure we were at the same table talking about the areas they need to add, starting center back, um, well, now left back was one we didn't really anticipate. Um, A winger, I was surprised they didn't move on from a guy or two there, but they added at the main areas that they needed to. So I I guess I kind of lost my train of thought, but just to sum it up, they were active enough. And as they've told us all along, they were going to rely on being healthy and they've made some changes in the off season with uh, some staff and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think they're going to rely on their, their core as always, and just hoping to add some youth as well as the pieces that they felt were, were missing. Do you think they might've set themselves up for like a summertime ad with like the way the roster's, constructed and kind of see where where they or what they have and who's kind of like working and who's not and then- intentionally probably not but they are set up that way just given they're moving pedro santos to left back that's a question mark they have a couple other guys who are younger in positions that will probably play who knows how the miguel barry jossi zardes striker position is going to turn up um is yaya boa going to be an asset on the wing will anyone else improve there are a lot of questions that I think they absolutely will be in a position to add this summer. Well, their stated priorities were um, was get younger, um, improve their, uh, I guess, uh, the flexibility yeah. of the way they play, and um, and get more out of the wing. And but do you think they really are? Because well, I, I don't think. Well, to these yeah. ends, um, yeah. uh, ten ten players out, ten players in, as best I right. can tell. Um, gone is the Bubagar Keda. Uh, I got eleven see. with Sebastian Berhalter. Right, right, and and I have that as as asterisk here. That's that's yeah. the most because he was out on loan. He was traded. Yes, he brought back and then traded for for Gam or Tam or one of those. Yeah, not Gam. much. What I understood was, look, if you look at their depth in the midfield, particularly the homegrowns, Ada Morris, Isaiah Parente, uh recently added Sean Zawadzki, which from all I can tell is probably going to play. Um, I, I believe Vancouver just wanted Sebastian. The crew wanted to loan him out, but Vancouver wanted to. There's also a connection there between uh, a former U.S. national team uh, coach or someone on staff with Greg there who's in Vancouver. So um, Berhalter will probably get more playing time there than he would in Columbus. I talked to uh, Greg Berhalter yesterday uh, about U.S. MNT stuff and uh, brought up uh, Seb Berhalter and um the Berhalter family's happy that uh, and and firm in the belief that uh, Seb will get more get an opportunity and more playing time, um, which is uh, what he needs right now. Um, so out, I'll start again. Abubakar Keda, Milton Valenzuela. Mm. We'll have to talk about him. Harrison Awful, a wonderful career. Yeah, hit a wall. Grant Lillard, who's that? Mm. Center back who was here for the last two <laughs> yeah. years. Got an MLS Cup championship. There Good go. for him. Did not play a game. Um, Liam Frazier. Which is truly right. what yeah. you want out <laughs> right. of your professional right. experience. Win L- a cup. Right. Don't have to do much. Oh, no. That's not what you want. Liam Fraser was returned to Toronto. Yeah. Um, 
Um, no, he la- He went somewhere else, didn't he? He returned to yeah. Toronto, and now he's in, uh, I'm sure our listeners will yeah. correct, but I want to say Belgium. Yeah. Eric Dick, I'm um, going to look that up. Uh, another fullback, Waylon Francis, like Awful, had some really good minutes here. Not as many good yep. minutes as Awful, but in two stints, um, was an important player for this team. Um, Saad Abdul Salam, Vito Warmhor. It's yeah. a shame the it was the ankle um, eventually because he was so good before he got hurt. And Bradley Wright Phillips, who was one of these guys like Kevin Molino, who was signed for depth, and it looked like they were reloading for another run at an MLS Cup. So th- those are the 10 out, um, 11 if you count the way that uh, Jacob does. Um, uh, the 10 in, um, Chris Donovan, a draft pick. They have not signed him. So uh, they haven't signed any of their draft picks. Uh, the guys who came in are Ghanaian winger Yaya Boa for estimated $2 million fee. Right. James Igbekimi, who yep. was in the Spanish second division. He'll be a number, another number eight. Some, uh, and, and he goes along to kind of the playing flexibility thing. I'm sure we'll get into Milos Deganik. I saw a lot of very happy of the crew fan base for making a lot of Seinfeld. Uh, another point for Milos <laughs> references, uh, Sean Zawadzki midfielder. Young guy out of Georgetown, Academy signing. Will Sands, he will be the backup left back. Another young guy played with Sawadski at Georgetown. Uh, the crew's very high on him. Jake Morris, center back. He oh, yeah. is the brother of Aiden Morris, a little older than Aiden. I don't expect Jake to play much. I think he will be a guy who bounces between crew two and crew, but he signed with the first team. Uh, center back, Jaleel Anibaba. A MLS veteran, a good depth signing there. And then you have a couple depth guys who will see very limited, or if any time, they re-sign forward Eric Hurtado as a third-string striker, and then goalkeeper Brady Scott. So the depth chart, what, what does it look like? I mean, let's just start it forward. We'll start it forward. Uh, should we do the yeah. patented uh, Ohio State or next to these yeah. two <laughs> with uh, Jossie Zardes and Miguel Berry? Does Ohio State have a patent on that too? Uh, yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, you don't want anyone. Well, to you it's, enter it's the portal called the or yeah. that's their patent. Yeah. On that. God, they own everything. <laughs> so, as the team has stated yeah. since the end of the year, and Porter reiterated, they look at Miguel Berry's Jossie Zardes as two starting right. players, and they might flirt with a two. Uh, striker formation. Uh, then going to the left wing, I think you're looking at um, Derek at right. I think yep. he was on the left wing yep. there at the end of the year. So Derek Etienne Jr. as the starter, Yaya Boa as the starter on the right. And I mean, you probably Matan is the backup left wing and then Luis Diaz, Diaz yeah. on the right. Middle, obviously, Lucas Celereon. Uh, then you probably have Matan behind him. Um, Another thing we can get into with the flexibility of formation is they have flirted within a 4-3-3, putting Lucas Zellerayon out on the left, which he tends to float out there anyway. Uh, so that's another interesting development. Then in the midfield, the number eight position is where I want to know most of who in Caleb Porter's mind right now is the guy who they might start because Artur is he's in training but I don't know how much he is maybe we'll get an ins- answer on that well that's later why they, today that's why they made one of these moves right because they're worried it, about it Artur. right yeah absolutely um and that they then got some encouraging news that the training staff expects him to be back but I think at this point you just can't rely right. on him to play a ton of minutes but you have Ada Morris is back and and from all accounts 
all of the players who are saying it and Porter himself that he looks right. back to normal. He's been fully cleared since November, the end of the year. So I, it still I takes expect time, him, though. it yeah. does, uh, but I don't expect, don't expect it to be a huge run up to say like when Molino comes right. back from injury, what that's going to look like at the number eight. I, I pencil in Aiden Morris or James Igbukimi right now as the, starters just because I'm unsure of our tour Nagby, obviously the backup at the six. And then I would probably put Sean Zawatsky as the backup as the six, uh, outside so Nagby yeah. starting at six. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you said backup. I told him backup Sean Zawatsky. Oh, okay. And then, but I'm sure yeah. you're right. I'm, I'm sure I messed up. <laughs> I normally, I tend to do that. Left back. You have, you talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Left back, we have Pedro Santos, and then behind him, Will Sands. That's a question mark, that yep. position in general. Center back, I, I think they're going to start Milos Degenek yep. and, and Jonathan Mensa. just given they know Josh is a reliable starter, but you can't rely on him to play no. 30 games in a no, year. No, you got to hold him out for a while and kind of put him in in certain specials, and hopefully for the end. And then you have uh, right back, uh, would be Steven Marrera, who yeah. they're excited about to show more of what he did at the end of the year. I thought he, really he was a big improvement over Harrison Offa. As, as Mike said, he, he just kind of hit a wall. Yeah, that's a player that... Uh, and then Marlon Harrison yeah. has the backup there. Yeah, Marrera's a guy that, uh, of course, room is back. Will he be healthy? Should be, as far as we know. Did he get the in, shot? In goal with uh, Evan Bush as his backup. Correct. Um, but Marrera's a guy that... Um, uh, People aren't talking a lot about, mm. even though he was a well, it's a tweener. So it was too late when they signed him. You know, um, that thumb wasn't big okay. enough to fill the hole in the dike at well, that we, point. We thought, but, but that, he could be a very important player right. this year. I mean, we thought it'd take a while to kind of get in groove, but he came in right away and was was pretty uh pretty good back then. I believe his first uh, appearance yeah. was, as Mike put, the ESPN Wide World of Sports Campiones Cup. Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, that I really liked at the end of the year when Pedro was on the right and you kind of saw Marrera like overlapping right. and Pedro coming in. So I think they're going to be very flexible with the wingers. They they want more stretching from, say, Yaya Boa and, and such. But And then they have Derek Etienne as well on the left. And um, what Porter said is maybe Steven Marrera kind of coming inside a little. Is, it'll be very interesting how they use those two. Kyle, you like to talk about scoring. What do you say? You, you defined it as your one well, critical I mean, it's, question mark here. Well, I mean, you have two guys up top who can definitely put the ball in the back, but they're both kind of reliant on good services in and getting the ball to them into space, into the box. So, you know, I would say Barry is almost was, at toward the end of right. the year showed he's able to keep uh, almost as the same, if not better in hold right. up play than just or just continue an attack right. and he's able to get those kind of slip in balls um but in general in the past couple right. of years under porter the crew have been a team that needs good service right and and we saw that you know what most of their goals last year were from set pieces and you know zellerion had what how many he had what five or six he had four four, or four, five? four set piece goals i believe so i mean it's you know, but I think though that like everything starts in the middle, and I think the Artur and Aiden not being there kind of messed up, kind of like how things got out to the wings. But you still need to have good service in, and we didn't. You know, we we kind of thought like Diaz has those moments, and he has the speed, the you know the world class speed to get down, you know, the right side. But you know, he kind of, you know, he 
you saw some games where I'm like, oh man, he's going to turn the corner. He's going to be great. But then also, you, you know, he got, what, got his knee or his shoulder or something. He got kind of dinged up here and there. And, you know, and then you, you, you see some of the uh, shot attempts you would hit, you know, he would basically kick field goals <laughs> a couple of times. But I mean, I, I, I just don't know if what they did is going to be, is going to be enough. Like, I, I don't know if, you know, unless they think Matan and Diaz are finally going to turn the corner, you know, and, and I, and I don't think they do honestly at this point. I right. asked, I asked Caleb Porter, you know, you move Pedro right. out of the winger position. They kind of have to right now. They said a lot of the left backs they right. looked at, they just came back to Pedro's better. Right. So, okay, yeah. you make that call, but you take him out of there. Maybe you right. still get more service from the left because he's in there instead of Wayland Francis, right. who played the majority of the minutes at left back last year. But you take out the guy who had the most production on the wing, and now you have right. Matan, Diaz, Yadia Boa, who knows what he's going to do. Right. But Matan, Diaz, and Derek Etienne Jr., who played well at right. the end of the year. But I asked, you know, is it, it seems kind of straightforward, but where are you expecting the production, and what do those three guys look like? And, and he kind of said they are who they are. So they need them to take steps up, and it just is all going to come down to the wingers again this year. Which we've been saying for a while. It's like the same, same thing. Is uh, are, are you guys comfortable? Comfortable is the wrong word. Do you have any any uh, any even minor reservations about uh, about Santos playing a fullback? Minor, sure, just because yeah. he hasn't done it for a full year. But you look at their record last year when he did start. It was six and they were the crew were six and three, and we'll get to Milton Valenzuela. But Pedro is a guy who hasn't missed a lot of time yeah. because of injuries. He's also it, up there, though. Yeah, he's 33 years old, for sure. Um, but as I mentioned, Waylon Francis played the majority right. of those minutes. Pedro is an extremely hard worker, both sides of the ball. He can give in good service. I, I don't think it's... It, there are certainly some question marks, but overall, I don't think it's hard to look at that and say, yeah, I think this could be a net positive for the team. Well, I just think you're one tweaked hamstring away from no real left backs for... You are relying on a 21-year-old <laughs> yeah. rookie yeah. for sure, uh, which which is a question mark. Uh, and let's talk about Valenzuela. That was a, a magical mystery tour of a, a, a contract negotiation, Jacob. Uh, uh, and it started about a year ago. Is that right? Yeah. So his contract was up this year. And so the first we had heard anything about was end of the year, uh, Milton Valenzuela and Aloy Room came into the room. And, and we had asked them, you know, I had asked them what, their contract situation was. And Milton said, you know, he's up. He wants to come back. Porter and Bez said they wanted him back. And let's, let's just jump in here as, as Kyle and Milton, um, was it terrific? I mean, it looked like this is a guy you could sell oh, yeah. to Europe. And then of course he, he did his knee yep. and, um, that took a while. Um, and then he was in great form and then he had hamstring yep. issues and the hamstring issues are going on, Jacob, as they're as they're as they're trying to work through the contract. Yeah. So what I was able to glean on the situation through sources who were, have knowledge of this was the crew had an offer to him in April that would have made him a top ten outside back. So this is beginning of the season, mind you. The season didn't start till mid April. Crew was in Champions League. Uh, Milton Valenzuela was healthy playing. The pay raise would have been near the TAM level of. Uh, $612,500 after all the bonuses and such. So, which is 
much better than what he was currently getting paid according to the union's data, which was 375000 So a good pay raise. You would say he deserved it. And then he gets hurt early May. The crew revised the offer mm. uh, in July when he came back. And then in the first game at the new stadium, he gets hurt again. So the crew revised the offer. I mean, this is a guy who's now had three major injuries, but it's still higher than his current salary. It's lower than the previous one. And he's still young, right? He's still young, right? Valenzuela's camp didn't get back to the crew until November after the season was done. And then they were demanding a salary that would have made Valenzuela a top three paid outside back. And then in the crew's thinking, they didn't want to commit that type of capital to a guy who this past year played just, I believe, 14 of the 34 games. I'm sure there was a feeling of being slighted on the other end. Uh, I don't know what the agent was saying. Yep. But, uh, and I think you look at, too, how they were turned away by multiple clubs yep. in Argentina. He ended yep. up sl- um, signing with Lugano I, in, in I, Switzerland. I thought I always thought those Argent, or the rumors about Argentina smelled a little uh, yeah. planted. Yeah, I, I would agree a bit with that. Fetid. Um, but uh, so, yeah, he winds up in Lugano. Is that correct? Yeah, so he's there in Switzerland. Uh, all the best for him. And look, I think there's a way. You look at this too, a young player who's had a lot of injuries. It makes sense a little bit probably right. to try to get as much money as you can right now. Um, but the crew weren't willing to pay what they were asking. Um, and you know what? If I'm going to have an opinion here, which I think people are always looking for, is I don't think it would have made fiscal sense to yeah. pay him at the level that that camp was asking the crew to pay. But I think, it, but but another part is I think for me, I I want to see the crew get more people like Milton. I mean, I, I still think what they still have two two spots on on the uh, uh, under twenty two. That's a good point. You know, designated. Correct. You know, and, and and I think that if they're not, you know, I would say up to this point they haven't done a real good job of their homegrowns. I mean, they're not like Dallas. I mean, I mean most places aren't, but you still don't have very many homegrowns that are coming through the system, you know, besides trap in the last 10 years. Well, you, well, who else? Well, Morris, Morris would but, be the one, but, but you have right. one guy who's a, who, who's a halter. Well, I mean, the, come on. They, they, really? they, these I, are assets. I mean, flipped. I'm not, I'm Mor- saying, I mean, Morris has played one great game in the championship game. He hasn't played a whole entire season where you can say, you know, yeah, he's up for like the U 23. I mean, I think uh, potentially he's there, but if you look over the last, Seven, eight, nine, ten years. They haven't done a, a, a an, an unbelievable, great job of developing talent. They haven't done a really good job of signing young guys that they can flip for more money. I mean, it, so like, what, like, how are you going to try to? These put, are these are fair points because right. they were they they were stated goals at different right. junctures in team history. Uh, the latest one being with with uh, new management when it came in um, that uh, they were going to build their development program. Um, and, uh, well, I guess the fruits of that have yet to be seen. Right. They're starting and, to do that right. now with Crew 2. and Right. But but I've been saying, but up until the new ownership, you were towards the bottom of revenue and, 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 and all this. So how are you trying to get better? You know, and I think they have the capability of having some of these homegrowns. You know, you look at, you know, New York and uh, – Colorado and some of, you know, they're selling some of these kids overseas, you know, and and besides, you know, um, Stefan, but he wasn't really, you know, they got him back. He was really a a Philadelphia guy and then went away and came back. You really haven't sold quote unquote sold anyone. 
you know, uh, what was the guy from? I, uh, I think I think the last one we had Stefan was the uh, oh the center back, and they went to Italy. They got like five million bucks from him. I'm drawing, drawing a blank now. So what, what Kyle is, uh, I think Kyle has finally figured out who he was thinking of. I was both uh, Jacob and I was drawing a blank. Of course, Jacob was in third grade when this happened, but. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Kyle. It was uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez uh, to uh, uh, Series A. So that was the last, besides Stefan, the last person. Did you say Series A? Yes, he oh, did. Man, the, the, uh, Is that like a type of battery? Uh, yeah, U.S. Uh, <laughs> U.S. soccer fans are going to like tweet storm you now uh, for, for saying Serie A. And you got to make the like hand gesture. Hey, watch it there. Silencio Bruno. Yeah. That song is playing in our house right now all the time. We don't so, talk about Giancarlo Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it's a fair point, and I guess um, we'll see. Um, I think one question is, and, and it kind of came up, um, uh, popped up tangentially earlier uh, as we were talking. Is is, and I think fans want to know this. Is for instance, last year coming out, they were ex- uh, off a title. They were explicit about saying, you know, from the start they said, you know, we'll have two big. DPs, maybe not three, but we think we can compete with, uh, you know, uh, the way we develop talent, so on, uh, the way we put our team together and so forth. We, in other words, we don't have the big money like some of the big market teams, but we, we're going to spend money. Be in on, that next tier. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to spend money and we're going to be smart and uh, you can win in this league doing it that way. Uh, um, there's been nothing about spending a ton of money uh, coming out of this offseason, Jacob, uh, as far as I can tell, correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's right. They spent transfer money on Yaya Boa, $2 million, which is, you know, pretty standard for, I believe that's what they paid for Pedro Santos, which at the time was the biggest transfer fee. So I guess put it all in perspective, but a free transfer for Milos, Degnik, and as well as James Igbikimi, which is a loan. So I guess they paid a little right. for that, but but very small. Well, then they resigned Lucas, right? So I mean, that, as, was, I think, that was the big yeah. money this offseason. I think, as Kyle mentioned earlier, and that shouldn't be overlooked, uh, to be sure. Um, uh, you know, we can talk about where they stood in the uh, Zella Ryan, um, 28 games. Uh, he was in the top 19 in goals with 12 um, and uh, in the top 40 in assists with seven in 28 games. So. 12 goals and, and we know how good he is. And uh, at the end of the year, I think you could say he was top five, top 10 player in the league. Right, right. So um, I guess therein is, is one of the stories of last season. But getting back to it, as something Kyle also mentioned earlier is, is uh, if, if we haven't seen um, a major expenditure on a player that, that uh, makes you pause if you're a fan, um, doesn't even have to be a quote unquote big signing um um it is there has there been anything explicit about how they how they might read the play going forward as the transfer windows open jacob i've asked and whether they're gonna spend money then yeah i think there's two ways to look at it one i think kyle's absolutely right the big money this year and and you know, when when you don't attach a transfer fee to it and new player kind of gets overlooked. It also happened at the beginning of the offseason, but 
Lucas re-signing Lucas Elorion through 2024 option for 2025. I don't know the salary, but it's going to be much, much bigger than he was currently making. He was second on the team in base salary to Darlington Nagby right. and like 24th in the league. I mean, just given his kind of importance to this team and, and output, right. you expect that to be bigger. So that was the big expenditure this offseason. Now, going forward, as far as the DP yeah. slots look, they, they got three guys there that I asked Tim Bezpachenko about this, just how he looks at that, the U-22 initiative. Yep. Um, since they have a guy they can buy down with Tam, which is only Zardes, one player, right? it's Jossie yeah. Zardes, right? Darlington Nagby makes over that, and so does Lucas. They could buy down Jossie with Tam, open up a DP spot, and because you can buy down Jossie with Tam, you also have three possible U-22 spots open, which how that works is essentially you pay whatever transfer fee you want, and it, it almost works as another designated player spot. They, Based on their age, they only take up so much of your salary cap. So they could use that. Bez did not commit to using another DP spot, buying down right. Jossie. Um, but Elena just signed a Argentina kid for like $16 million, right, this week? Transfer fee, right. So, right. I mean, he wouldn't be able to be bought down because of that transfer right, fee. Right, but he's but, a, a young... Right, a young he's, a, he's a U22 player. So... Bottom line, the crew could open up a DP spot if they need to. And and I think you look at a position like a winger um, because you have your or or another midfielder, maybe if if some of these younger guys don't pan out. So those are the two spots. You're not going to play pay DP level for a left back or something like that. Well, I guess on one hand, the way I read it, please correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, Bez is maintaining flexibility by keeping his cards close to to his chest on one hand and on the other there's no stated ambition um as we see with some other teams or even discernible action in terms of going out and making big noise uh in the free agent market right that's a absolutely right uh, i can th- see him like adding a dp i mean i don't think caleb likes uh younger guys so, so i don't think they're going to sign a younger under 22 so i mean one, morrison zawadzki are going to play right. a lot this year so is will sands I, would, I do think that's right. an adjustment and from right. past years. We'll see how it goes. Maybe these guys are unbelievable, um, and, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but just working off of what I just said about uh, no stated ambition uh, of, of, of a big outlay heading forward, um, one wonders then naturally what Cleveland is saying, uh, what messages they're sending down 71 to the crew front office in terms of uh, what they can outlay and what their budgets are. Their involvement in terms of how involved they are with the roster um, business side. I mean, we saw earlier this offseason, Chief Business Officer Steve Lyons transitioning to a senior advisor role. And when I inquired about what that actually is, the Haslam's declined to comment further on it. So just it's been incredibly murky what exactly their that's involvement not, with all of that's it has not been. A, that sounded a hanky to me, by the way. <laughs> what? Was, what I said? No, what, they, what's, what happened with Steve Lyons? I, you know, there's a, there's not a lot that's been said about it other than he, they moved him out of a position of power to a position of consulting and uh, that uh, it was some sort of natural progression. And um, this was the guy who was critical in the transition and, and, and did build up their finances and had all the local business connections. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I just scratch my head at some of those things. He's a huge reason why, and, and this is just com- 
being objective. He was a huge reason why this club has made so many inroads with the local business community and all that to really make the stadium a success. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder too, heading forward, I, I don't see a ton of advertisement of, I don't know what their business ambitions are in terms of filling the building um, or how much they're going to sell, how much they're going to discount if they want a full building. How many All people these, in Columbus like actually know there's a game in two weeks? I, I mean, I had to look it up today. No and you, and you cover the team. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of keep one eye on it. <laughs> um, you watch that Series A. I, I, yeah, that's right. I, I do. I, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Napoli fan. Uh, that's my team. I'm more Lazio. Oh, that's too bad. They're, they're like uh, fascists out there. Um, <laughs> Supporters <laughs> Summit is tonight, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of these things are come up because these are very astute fans who uh, – know the business as well as the people in the front office, to be honest with you. They've been around longer. Um, uh, and uh, who, maybe we'll get some fallout uh, for that. But, uh, um, you know, uh, anything else you want to add about the on-field stuff? Um, Jersey's update, right? I don't <laughs> care about that stuff. Well, let's, I will be oh, on the record saying that. We got that. questions. Yeah, but questions. wait, well, let's oh, touch okay. on a couple things. We've mentioned the flexibility of playing style, and we didn't really kind of go into detail on this. Now, no. you wrote something about home and away. Yeah, and what I believe one of you suggested was, you, you at the beginning of the show, Mike, said that Porter didn't adjust during last season. And he's kind of almost had a mea culpa uh, since the end of the year of just like, look, I probably could have been more practical. And it seems like they're putting that into work being different formations, as well as specifically mentioning playing different styles on the road to get more points, maybe more of a relying on their kind of pressing and, and scoring out of that at home versus on the road, maybe having a bit more of a low block because they have a good defense. Play like Canada. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think anything to (laughs) win a game, right? I mean, it's simple as that. But going to briefly on formations, they're still going to rely on that 4-2-3-1, but they're going to be flexible. I uh, either with a two-striker system with Barry and Zardes, a 4-3-3, which I'm very interested in seeing now that they got... James Igbekimi in there. So a Nagby, Igbekimi and Morris, and maybe Zellerae on out on the left wing. So uh, expect the crew to be very flexible with this, which I think would be a, a nice change of pace from last year. As you wrote at times, Mike, I think you said the offense or, or a way to describe it was yawn, which was accurate. I forget. Um, it, in, in terms of uh, the development side of things, which we brought up, but uh I think talk just like no one knows there's a game in two weeks. I'm not sure uh, people are, are quite uh, filled in on what crew two is, what it means, yeah. or even the name of that league. It has like six, six names in its title, right? It's like a, a, MLS a, a, a monkey in the league office that a typewriter <laughs> made up the name. What, tell, tell us about uh, crew, crew two and what is it? MLS next pro MLS next pro. So, for those familiar with the European system, which I'm assuming are some of the people who listen to this program, it's similar to like U23 teams for those Like clubs. Series A, Series B, Series C, and Series D in Italy. There you go. <laughs> yep. You said they're all fascists anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. You get up in that, that uh, northwest part of the country and, uh, you know, you're, they're, they're still marching. Uh, but go ahead. So it's going to fill the line between the academy to the first team club to the crew and and where this will be used the most is 
as the MLS draft I has. Say, I should have said Northeast. I was getting that. <laughs> getting my Europe crossed there. We, we know any expert on Italian geography here, it's going to be yeah. you. Well, I know a little bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to Milan in four years. I'll, I'll, I'll lift my Olympic boycott once we get back into <laughs> something that there resembles maybe the, maybe the paper will pay for you. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Jacob, I, 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 Jacob, I interrupt. Yeah. So what it's going to primarily be used for is as the MLS draft has waned in significance the last few years, as more money and more talent has come into MLS, those kind of tweeners who couldn't be signed were really good to sign directly from the Academy to the first team or after one year of college and then play these guys now have a platform to play and develop before being right. required to get minutes for the first team where results really do matter. Now they'll still matter to a degree. They're going to want to win in crew two. It's a full league and all that with majority MLS second team clubs, but this will be filled with draft picks out of college, uh, unsigned college players and someone, as I mentioned earlier, like a Jake Morris who, if needed, is is on the first team roster, could play with the crew, but the crew has unlimited range to go back and assign this guy to crew two, much like they assigned like Miguel Berry to San Diego Loyal, which I won't do that now. Right. And, and Tim Bespachenko actually pointed to a guy who would benefit like crew two like that is now they can keep all of it in house and uh, their coach Lorraine Courtois, um, Courtois French, I, I'm working on yeah, there that. There you go, man. It's good. He and Corey Ray, assistant GM for the crew, GM of crew two have all spoken about how they're going to all work together to kind of chart a plan of how they're playing right. different formations. It, it's right. just incredibly in depth into developing these guys to be ready to right. play for the crew instead of jumping from Academy or college right well, to the first team. I think the simple way to look at it is that it's a triple A team with triple A players, double A players and single A players all mixed in trying to get time to eventually get up to the major. Leagues. Yep. I think that's, that's right. And you can go to the games. Yeah, and they're yeah. gonna. The schedule has not come out. The roster should be released shortly, is what their last uh, press release said. So, in the next couple of weeks or, or the next week, maybe next days, who knows? But it will be at uh, Historic Crew Stadium. You can go to the games if you want. Um, so, yeah, that it should be a good thing in general for the league as they try to develop more local U.S. talent. All right, we got some questions. Let's do it. You want the hard hitting ones? Or do you want the... Kyle, you got the questions, man. And with the, the more con. fun ones. All right. All right. Um, do the Siri offer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. We've talked over uh, on some of the stuff about using the two strikers. Uh, you know, do you think Porter will will end up going that route? Because we have a couple questions about using uh, Zardes and Barry up front. Well, whatever he does, yeah. it, it won't be his fault if it doesn't work out. Jacob? They'll, they'll experiment with it. So Jossie hadn't been with the team until recently because he was with the U.S. camp, so they really haven't had a ton of time to work on it. Gotcha. One game last year, they uh, used it uh, against New England, at which they took the lead. Um, so I, it will be used. I expect a 4-3-3 to be yeah. used more, though. And then uh, some injury updates on some of the players like Molino and um, Kitchen. Uh, Perry Kitchen, yeah. last we knew, was still out with Artur. Uh, don't know if he's back in training yet. As far as Molino, he's out until like June. Okay. Um, this one's maybe towards A race. At the end of the season, uh, oh, oh the, 
<laughs> well, we talked a fair amount about how there were problems possibly inside the locker room with the 2021 crew. With most of the 21 roster back, including most of the key players, how confident can we be that the team has moved past those issues? I think I think the measuring stick will be clear. I think we'll know um, if things aren't working out and Porter's seat gets hot. I think that will be a very perceptible indicator. Yep, good on that one. Um, because I, yeah. you know, does, or were there problems inside the locker room with players or do you think it was more so coaching? That's a good question. What po- players had said all along and it came from Josh Williams, who I trust on these issues are that it's a very tight locker room. So, you know, take that for what it's worth in terms of any kind of, um, any, any oh, I, animus I, between players. Oh, I don't, I, I have no doubts about the strength of the players bonds. I mean, or, or nothing to question that. I, I, I do question where they were with the coach uh, by the end of the summer, um, because I, I mean, what what we do here is we read the standings and the scoreboard, yep. and uh, uh, I think I think uh, if there are problems in the locker room, and there, you know, there were indications that there were last year, um, then um, we will know whether those have lingered um, by. Uh, the scoreboard and the standings and, and uh, how much pressure begins to be applied to the coach. Any update on the COVID procedures with MLS and the team moving forward? No, I haven't heard anything. And, and for media as well, the even all of last year, MLS really gave the clubs no guidance. So just so people understand, like I haven't seen them practice once this year. Um, and even when we do, we get to watch 15 minutes. That is, majority stretching i would say like 13 and a half minutes of that so as far as anything to glean so far have not seen any of that now we were going to be able to watch on saturday a um scrimmage against louisville but that got postponed or just outright canceled because of the weather uh and then this is a a question um kind of like uh do do some of the foreign players go home uh from the end of last season to the beginning of this season um, I've like, seen a few of them go home. Like our tour stay? was mostly rehabbing in in Brazil. Um, I know, you know, Lucas went home to Argentina to see family. Yeah, I think okay. it's a normal thing. All right. Uh, besides the MLS Cup, what trophy would everyone want to win? What do you think the best looking trophy is? Preseason tournament, U.S. Open Cup, Supporter Shield, Campionas Cup, or Concacaf Champions? I think it's uh, the Battle of the Network Stars, Campionis Cup, or the Trillium Cup. Remember, that that was a trophy, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? Which is there any trophy that is in the shape of the Ohio flag, Burgi? That's the trophy that they should go for. Best looking trophy. Yeah, you know, MLS Cup's a nice looking trophy. I'll give them that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's I like Supporter Shield. I mean, it looks like a shiny dinner plate, but it it is what it is. Uh, All right, and um, which, which one do they want to win? They're, well, their goal every year is to win MLS Cup. Well, they always win that Charleston preseason one. So We'll see. That's right. coming up next week. Yeah. Uh, we have a question about what will become of the jackhammer and will we ditch wise men before the game? I have no idea. <laughs> Ask your supporter people. You know, I, I have uh, no problem. Ty Phillips is a good guy. I have no problem with wise men um, when it's spontaneous. Um, it, it kills the like momentum I, I before the game. Yeah, I, I love the like um, I, after the gesture the game, behind it, it right. is great, but 
I like it after the game sung by the fans without any prompting from the public address announcer. Right. It's it, it 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 got to be con- it was really cool off the hop, and then it it felt contrived very quickly uh, with the PA guy leading the crowd by the nose. Yep. You know, um, it still sounds cool once once they turn off the PA, but uh, I I you know. Just, All this stuff are nitpicking, this, of course, because the stadium is yep. great. You know what? I, I hope that people in the Supporter Summit tonight bring this up and say, hey, look, leave that stuff to us. We're, we know right. what we're doing, you know? All right. Uh, what are your guys' expectations for Diaz this season? Originally, it sounded like he may not even return due to some issues. Uh, is it a surprise that he is back? I was surprised they kept him. He, he arrived late multiple times to, pra- to practice multiple times last year. And in general, we've seen two and a half years now. And the last two years, I think you can say he's even regressed each of those years uh, from the first half season. So I don't know. I It's this a mystery I as it. much as anything. Right. This is who I missed it? Luis Diaz. Yeah. Not the one who just went to Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know the details specifically about uh, what, what's going on with him. Um, but, you know... I look at like Weston McKenney, um, who had a very public spat, uh, not spat, got into trouble very publicly with the national team. Um, and I've, I've talked to the coach uh, on two occasions about this uh, last fall and, and again yesterday, as a matter of fact. But you look at how critical Weston McKenney is, is to the national team. You look at what he did in September, which is basically violate COVID rules, pull himself out of a game, and, and they suspended him. Um, and they explained why very succinctly. And uh, he took his medicine. And uh, one thing they said to him was, uh, you, you have to take your medicine. And, and that doesn't mean it impacts your long-term uh, standing with this team if, if this is done properly. Uh, if you understand what you did, if you're contrite, you apologize and and uh, 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 and you you serve your suspension. That's then that all that waters under the bridge, oh, yeah. and you are because you're an important guy. Oh, he and, is the important guy now. Yeah, uh, absolutely, I think he's the best player on the and, roster at the moment. But but it shows you um, the character of 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 Weston McKenney, um, the the intelligence with 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 which that that situation was handled, and. Uh, uh, I'm not. I can't make any direct correlation with Luis Diaz or how how it was handled here. But if there were problems, one would hope um, with a young player like that, who at his best is 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 a is a is a is a contributor to this yep. team at a at a high level. Um, you hope that uh, um, that he 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 realized something or something was explained to him and he had us come to Jesus. Well said. Yeah, I think it's either. For Diaz, I think it's he's going to have a really great year or he's going to be gone halfway through the season. I think there's no in-between. Um, wow. Yeah. I could see that happening. Um, okay. Striker. I got, I got three questions left for you. Um, this is from uh, our buddy uh, um, Darbs. Um, oh, what, no. <laughs> what do you think the biggest question mark for the team heading into the season? On the field, positionally, would be left back. Uh, I just don't know fully what what we know about Pedro Santos is he gives a lot of effort he's probably the most reliable player in that regard as far as quality on the ball it's uh, pretty much a mystery every single game 
so I look at that position and then, you know, you have Will Sands as the backup, even right back backup, Marlon Harrison, the guy who played has basically played midfield his entire career. He had to do it last year out of necessity when their plan was for him to be right back backup. But those are the two positionally in general, biggest question mark for me is, I mean, just where is this extra scoring going to come from? I am more of a big picture guy. Uh, I mean, last year in a, uh, what? 27 team league. uh, They ranked 17th, 15th, 16th and 16th. in, in the, categories I look at, you look at XG, they're probably worse. That yep. is that is the very portrait right. of mediocrity, as I said at the start. Are you better? Where are you going? What are your goals? Can you get there? I mean, that's pretty simple to me. Where do you go from mediocre? Right. I think it's scoring. I think they can defend. I think they got a good goalie. You know, not top three in the league, like we've <laughs> like we've talked about. Uh but I, I, I just think where it is Caleb going to kind of change what he wants to do to get the eleven best players on the field, and 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 how can they score at a consistent rate? Caleb's a resilient guy, uh, uh, and uh, he's uh, he's he's got uh, he's being backed against the wall here, yeah. and I, I and, and when he's been there in the past, he he's responded. Um, uh, well, in one instance, um, well, stats say he, that he, he'll he respond, left, right? He, he did leave the team, but yeah, I, I expect the response. All right, uh, we got two more. What's the status of second tier cat mascot SC now that we're no longer SC rebrand to the <laughs> mascot formerly known as SC? Trade target to another team with SC in their name for Garber Bucks or third string left back? <laughs> Do you just rename him 96? Yeah, there you go. I would go to the FAQ at the PETA website for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's the, uh, the best question. I saved it for last. Um, if you were to make a four team or four, uh, player bobsled team out of the crew, who would your four, four bobsledders be? Kyle, you were thinking about this quite a bit. Oh yeah. I you, was. you start. Well, I put I put Mentz as the pusher and yes. back like Herschel Walker. Yes. You know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Him, him, Wide world of sports. Yeah. Williams, and then maybe Barry, and then Nagby drive it. No, you you need someone like uh, like Pedro up front. I think Santos. You or stand up there. You need like to, a smaller guy. You got to take some yeah. weight off there. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know they had Herschel and like yeah. like the, I just remember his quads. They had, <laughs> they had like Herschel and like three Luis Diaz. Yeah, you know, that's what you need. You know, Herschel Walker did bobsled. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You would have known this if, if you if you watch Wide <laughs> World of Sports, man. Feel the rhythm, feel All the right, run. Yeah. So, who are your four then? Uh, boy, I don't I don't know. How do you construct a bobsled team? Let's pick four guys. Pick four guys. All, All right. right. Well, you need them all to speak the same language. All right. right? So, uh, let's go with. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Well, I would think. Do you need to talk in bobsled? Probably not. Yeah, you got lean. I guess. Like, I don't know. Don't hit Left. the wall. Left. I don't know. When you're going down, don't you? Left, right. I don't, you need, I don't know. First, are there any Jamaicans on the crew? Off the top yeah. of my head. Ooh. No, there are none. Oh, you need a Jamaican on yeah. the bobsled team. Yeah. Let's go with... Uh, oh, Hurtada could be a good one. He looks like he's he could uh, push a sled with the way his leg, the way he's built. All right. Sure. Mensa. Matan. 
Yeah, he could yeah, drive let's it. Put him in there, and uh, we're spending oh. way too much time on this now. <laughs> Josh Williams. It's, I'm sure he would enjoy doing Bob's. It's sled. a great question. So, Thanks yeah. for asking. Um, we also have a best four for a curling team, and, and that's the last oh. question. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> um, we love the questions. Uh, keep them coming. Um, uh, I guess we'll wrap by saying what the 28th team is 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 drawing into the league. Um, Charlotte. Um, are they FC, SC, United, or FC, Real, FC, or Inter? The, Charlotte FC. Okay. The Fighting Harrison Offals. Yeah. Charlotte FC, a, a, another uh, masterfully uh, genius. Just wait until St. Louis craft. City next year. Yeah. And, and so Charlotte draws into the East. Good news for crew fans. Um, and Nashville goes West. So 14 teams in, in each conference this year. Um and uh, next year, St. Louis, and they're what? St. Louis City. City. There might be an SC as well. City. City SC. <laughs> St. Louis SC. Is there like one guy with like a magic eight ball that comes up with these names? Like in the world. Don Garber. Your city, your FC. No. You know, it, can a team just say no? Like, uh, like yeah. in Seinfeld, when George tried to break up with his girlfriend, she just said, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I I honest I, I don't get it. This this is this is creative. It's not. I can answer yeah. that question. How it's about not something creative. locally important? Like the crew's nickname is a joke now, which is part of its charm. You know, like why was it ever the crew? Because well, some guy at Adidas came up with it in their color scheme. You know, um, but it's all theirs and it's been yeah. theirs for decades. So. Uh, own, own the name, own the colors, and we know all about that. Uh, and I guess the crest too. Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand this. Um, I, I think you can write a book about it. No, you, you can write a haiku about it. Um, <laughs> and so we should stop there. And gentlemen, anything else to add? There's a game in two weeks. How yeah. about that? Is that the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth at home against Sebastian Burhalter in the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, good. Um, first game of the entire season, I believe. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be. It's like a three thirty. Right. We'll see. Should we charge? That was another question we got: is what the strategy is of a sellout or maximizing revenue? Yeah, I would oh, love yeah. to know the question. I, 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 that answer to that. Yeah, another we, day. We touched on it. Um, it's Supporters Summit. Have at it tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. For the striker, striker Kyle Robertson, and of course the Shield, who's not predicting a Shield this year. Jacob Myers. Go to dispatch.com. Check out Kyle's uh, photo galleries and all of Jacob's fine reporting. And of course, uh, at the controls now, I think he's still he's awake over there. Pat- Patrick Flaherty. Yeah, he needs another. He needs another big <laughs> Timmy. A big another Hortons over yeah. there. Jeez. I- I'm Mike A. Race. Thanks for joining us. We'll-, we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, Patrick, kick us out of here. Mm-hmm.